0: You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast by Average Dudes for Average Joes. So quit listening, Carol.
1: All right, so today we are doing Ford versus Ferrari. It is a little late, but better late than ever, I guess. I saw this movie, like, I don't know, it felt like months ago. I feel like I saw it, like, opening weekend.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't this know. Is, this was requested by popular demand, solely by Kyle. Um, True story. I love this movie. <laughs> so you Kyle, why don't, you, why don't you just go in and tell us why you gave this? I think you said this in our last episode, a ten.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Without any
0: spoilers. No spoilers. Gosh.
1: Okay. I'm trying to remember the movie enough not to spoil anything. You know what I'm saying? Like.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Um I don't know if there's any like
1: Yeah, there's not really any spoilers it's, yeah, there's nothing really it's as like
0: well, it's also a historical
1: thing like Right. <laughs> there are plenty of documentaries about this same topic.
2: Yeah, but I do feel like that a lot of people don't That's know true. that history cuz I definitely didn't know this history going into it. Um I didn't
1: Yeah, I didn't know all of it, like especially the end, but Yeah. Anyway, so I guess the reason I really loved it is because um Well, number one, I just really enjoy Formula One racing, and two... I
2: actually didn't know that about you.
1: Really? I feel like we've talked about it before.
2: I don't remember ever talking to you about cars.
1: I've definitely suggested on our podcast that people go watch um, Drive to Survive or something on Netflix, but...
2: That is true. (laughs) I do remember that. That's true.
1: Anyway... Um. Yeah. So, really enjoy Formula One, and I feel like the acting in this movie was phenomenal. Like Matt Damon and Christian Bale. I feel like we're just the perfect. Like, I don't know. I don't know. if I guess you could call it a buddy movie, right? They're buddies.
2: Yeah, kind yeah. of. I would agree.
1: So, I feel like they just killed it in their role, and like, I just think the the blend between like drama and like the awesome like action racing shots were just perfect. So. I don't know. All around, I just really enjoyed this movie, and yeah, it's probably my favorite movie of the year. Wow! And so you gave it a ten, right? I don't remember if I gave it a ten, but we I'm can say sure yes. You
2: said it was a ten.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'll stand by it then. I really enjoyed it.
2: I
0: mean, yeah, it was a good movie.
1: If it, if it's my favorite movie of the year, I feel like it should be a ten, right? Otherwise, what right. is my scale doing?
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah. Davis
0: I really liked the movie um I mean basically for all the same reasons that Kyle said I th- it was just a really fun movie to watch it was also I think dramatic in the right ways it never felt overly dramatic like this is um like you know they're really trying for an Oscar or whatever it just felt like you know, this was the movie and it was really cool seeing them encounter situations. Plus I just loved uh Carol Shelby's character, Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Like that was that whole character was really interesting and um really cool. I mean both Matt Damon and Christian Bill, as we said, did a really good job. So and I'm not like I like cars. I'm not super into it. I just, you know, just kind of like a guy thing. Like, whoa, that goes fast. That that's awesome. I do remember, <laughs> I do remember driving home and wishing that I had a different car because I drive like an SUV thing, and it's not really a race car. And I yeah, not
2: gonna lie, I had the same thoughts. I was
0: like, I wish. Yeah, I definitely took corners a little faster something. coming <laughs> home.
1: Yep, me and my Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I do have a fun fact. So, you had mentioned something about Oscars, and originally this movie was supposed to come out like sooner than it actually did. But people were just like, this is a great movie. You might as well just push it back and see if you can get anything from the Oscars. So, huh. cool, cool story. Usually that's not what happens. Like, when people want in a movie, I guess they didn't. The nice thing about it is they didn't make it trying to get an Oscar, and I feel right. like you can really tell because those Oscar movies, you can definitely be like, "Oh yeah, they were like trying really hard." But right. this one, it was just like mm-hmm. they just made a great movie, and people were like, "Dude, try and get an Oscar from it," you know?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll get any Oscars. I think it might get nominated for them, but
1: yeah, yeah, you're you're probably right. Although I don't know, I feel like the cinematography is really good, but yeah, I don't true. think yeah. it was. Yeah, I don't think it'll win the Oscar for that. It's not as yeah.
0: It's not dramatic enough.
1: Or maybe if they like consider Matt Damon and Christian Bale like a supporting actor,
2: maybe because Yeah. But I don't know. Um I enjoyed the movie. Um I'm not a car enthusiast by any means. Um the only expertise I could say I have on the matter is that uh, I graduated with mechanical engineering. I went to the Baja Club two times, and <laughs> I drove a Mustang in high school, and that's about it. <laughs> so I know very little about cars, but probably the thing I enjoyed the most out of this movie was um, just the, the engineering perspective, um, showing them like tinkering with the car and trying to figure out how to make it faster and like going through that. They didn't go like too in depth cause they didn't want to bore people obviously, but I appreciated the, the sequences of them showing that, especially when they like taped all the yarn to look at the aerodynamics. Yeah, of. Like
1: the vortices or whatever. That was really exactly.
2: cool. Mm-hmm. So that was probably my favorite aspect of it. Overall, I think I give it probably like an eight, eight, eight and a half. I'll stick with eight and a half.
0: Okay. Oh, I never said what I gave it. I gave it a nine, which puts it Damn. on par with all the rest of my movies. It's like all the all the, it's now tied for first of movies that I've seen. I guess technically I saw it in twenty twenty, but mm-hmm. movies that I've seen this year.
1: Yeah, and and I feel like one thing that like really stood out to me about this movie too is like. I feel like you could really enjoy this movie without caring anything about racing or cars. Like right. that, that's the, that's what I think makes it so good. It's like, even if you don't have that, you know, that little niche, like enjoyment, like you uh-huh. still enjoy the movie.
0: Yeah. Even if you didn't know that, like, even if you didn't know that the Shelby GT was a car, like, right. You still would like the story. So uh I guess we should probably get into spoilers now cuz we've been we've been talking about non-spoilery things and I mean it's not like we said it's not super there's not a whole bunch of spoilers until like the end but yeah well but yeah it's well, still a historical thing but anyway we're going to talk more about the movie so if you haven't seen the movie stop listening and if you have you can keep listening and if you haven't and you want to keep listening you could do that we forgive you
1: Yep, I feel like well, this is a great movie, us. regardless of whether or not you know everything that happens, <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's also one of those movies, it's like, you you kind of know what's coming, um, like you know that he's gonna, um, Christian Bale or Ken Miles is gonna race in the end, Um just kind of from like a movie standpoint, like it wouldn't make sense for that not to happen, but it's like, the real question is like, how do they get from that point to where they are to the, uh, the finale, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do remember multiple times sitting in the movie theater. I actually kind of did this with rise of Skywalker too, which uh, I could give my opinion on later, but uh, I just remember sitting there being like, I think I know how this is going to go, but how are they going to get there? like it just it i'm just really interested to see what happens how this works out yeah so exactly. it's it's not like there are, you know these crazy twists and turns but it's although
1: just, there were quite literally <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes there were crazy twists and turns i don't know about <laughs> twists mostly turns yeah but um yeah it was it was just a really entertaining movie to watch really captivating so
2: yeah
0: i
1: also feel like it was very much so like uh, you know i had that go america <laughs> you know, point to it as well right because it was like yeah. you know the american car company trying to beat out you know ferrari
0: right and i thought it was kind of interesting that um and i spoilers i did listen to there's a podcast called the director's guild of america podcast where basically it's like a half hour, but they'll sit down with the director of a movie. One director will sit down with the director of the movie and basically talk about stuff and ask questions. And um, The director, I listened to that podcast and the director of this movie, whose name is a name that I forget. Um, I'm going to find James Mangold. He, um, he, he, kind of set this up where like he himself isn't really a car person he's not all that interested in cars or racing but he just just, he really liked the story and that's kind of how he did it is in the movie he said that he tried to really pull you into what's happening you know minute by minute in the race, especially, he said, like, in NASCAR, when you watch NASCAR, unless you really know what's going on, it's just a bunch of people turning left. It's True. not that, it's not all that exciting. Mm-hmm. But he said, like, they tried to give you, he tried to, like, put you in the car and be like, this is why we're pitting. It's because we need brakes, or we need more gas, or you know, something's happening, or why are they going slow? And it's, oh, it's because the car can't, you know, the car can't run at 7,000 RBM. For 24 hours, so yeah, I thought that was that was really cool, and also I thought it was interesting how Kai, you mentioned that it was kind of like a USA go forward thing. I think it kind of turned into a um like a go Ken Miles and carol Shelby thing, yeah, because it's, it started it started like you know Ford versus Ferrari. But then it became a little bit of miles and Carol against Ford trying to make the car that they wanted to make um, you know and try going about it the way that they wanted to go about it and avoiding all the corporate mess and red tape um, so I think I think that was interesting that it started out that way and it still is you know at least Carol Shelby's American and I like that it is a little bit like go USA, but I I still think it was interesting that there was that added aspect to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I
2: definitely think that that took over a little bit more of the movie. Um, Like you were saying, I, that's kind of the, the vibe that I definitely got out of this this whole thing. It was more of a, not so much anti-corporation, but it, it, it kind of casts a very negative light on corporations, I think as a whole. Um and wanted was like emphasizing I guess more maybe not the consumer but just the individual you know yeah so
1: speaking on like I, I feel like one thing this movie did really well is it just like had great pacing overall and like one complaint we had about the rise of Skywalker is like we didn't really have a moment to feel things like it was just happening too quickly But Mm -hmm. in this movie, the scene that, like, really got me is, like, when Shelby takes, you know, Mr. Ford in the car to show him, like, what it can do. And he's, like, trying to sway him. And, like, that Mm -hmm. whole scene. And then he's, like, just crying there. And, like, at first you don't know if he's, like, scared or whatever. And then it turns into, you Mm -hmm. know, like, just the pure appreciation he has for what, like, has happened. And, like, I think that scene just, like summed up how well the movie just paced throughout because they didn't just like make it, they could have made that such a quick scene where he's crying and he's like, Oh, I wish my dad could have seen this, but they just like dwelled in that moment. And like, that mm-hmm. was just such a good moment. I feel like, and it was probably one of my favorite, like brief scenes in the movie, just cause like you really, you really felt yeah. something there.
2: Yeah. That, that's uh my upvote for this movie is that scene in the, uh <clears throat> like where he drives them and they, they just, they just like take two minutes for just to him like cry. Yeah. And I really appreciated the pacing uh, in this movie. That's probably one of my favorite aspects of it. Um, there was no point where I felt like I was being rushed through it or um, I'm just sitting like watching pointless conversations. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my favorite part of it. And what sucks is I was looking up cause I was curious as to how accurate this movie was um to like the real life and there is um that is more than likely what happened like that scene where he takes him in the car ride that that probably didn't happen in real life right that that um, makes sense for a movie perspective well
0: actually so the podcast that I listened to about the director he said that that did he did, he said that like it's not confirmed that uh like he cried and everything and he took him for a drive like that but he he said, at least like according to their research, that car ride did happen. Oh, so there you go.
2: Just because what I saw online said that that definitely did not happen, but uh, I, don't I don't know. know not, just, yeah. Either <laughs> way, it made the movie great. <laughs> it did make the movie great. And no,
1: I mean a lot of this was very historically accurate. Um, if people are like more interested to know about you know that time period and like. There's a really great documentary on Netflix called The 24-Hour War, and it it goes much more in depth on this whole topic, and, like, it really gives you appreciation. I feel like this movie, you know, kind of hinted at how dangerous, you know, racing was and everything, but...
2: Yeah, I really appreciate it. But, like,
1: if you watch this documentary or research the time period anymore, it's, like, it was basically, like if you're a race car driver, there's like a 50% chance that you're dead. Like everyone that got in those cars were okay with dying because it probably was going to happen. And like, it just get like, I don't know. That was just crazy to me. Like I wouldn't get in those cars if I, you know, and the documentary went into like, say that, you know, like, half the drivers didn't even wear seatbelts because they were scared their seatbelt would get stuck and they wouldn't be able to get out of the car. They'd rather go through the windshield than get stuck in the car. And it's like, holy cow. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, a pretty crazy time period and is, you know, super unsafe, but yeah. So if, yeah. if you're interested in learning more about, you know, the, the Le Mans and that time period and just this whole event, that's a great documentary.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think they did a good job of that. Like, especially I remember at the very beginning, showing like when they're in, when they're at the race in Le Mans they're they're like at the very start there are three car crashes or something right and like while while he's racing there are three or four major car crashes that happen that you see on screen that it's kind of like oh this is <laughs> this is unsafe right you know? like <laughs> You realize like this is not this isn't great. Like this isn't you know yeah. like OSHA certified. These guys are just in cars that will make them go as fast as possible, and sometimes stuff fails, and they just like they'll die. Yeah.
2: In you know? confession time. Yeah, go for it. I uh, I missed the first five minutes of this movie. Oh my, oh, my god! <laughs> you have like a I thirty did, minute did. buffer with
1: <laughs> commercial.
2: I know, I know. I was like 20 minutes late. And so I the first scene that I saw was when um, uh, Christian Bale uh, is like helping that guy with his car. And the guy's like yelling at him. And he tells him he doesn't know how to drive his own car.
0: Yeah. So, we can like, talk about like, that scene. That scene's good. That is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but I do appreciate, like at the very beginning, Brandon, what you missed is... Um, yes, please fill me in. <laughs> so Carol Shelby is at the doctor's office and basically what happens is he is, he's reliving Lamont because he won, you know, mm-hmm. as you figure out through the rest of the movie, but he won and it's him driving Lamont at night. Um, like he's basically kind of, kind of that point where he talks about um, at 7,000 RPM when you're just, you know, kind of one with the road. He's at that point and he is, you know, somebody starts calling his name and he kind of wakes up and realizes he's in a doctor's office. And basically, what you find out is that the doctor is telling him, like, your heart is not healthy enough to continue racing. Oh, um, wow. So, so, like, he couldn't. The reason, the reason that he stopped racing wasn't because, like, he retired or he was too, he was too, I don't know he was done with it like he mm-hmm. wanted to but he could not because of his heart so really? he turned yeah so he turned into like a car salesman
2: yeah wow okay yep that uh kind of puts it into a little bit more perspective um yeah i didn't think i missed a whole lot because i didn't feel like there was anything that was like 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 not closed for me but I guess that puts it a little bit more in perspective as to why he didn't run our uh, race. I just assumed it was because he like lost his um, nerve, you know. They kind of alluded to that, so I just figured that was what that was.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. He he wanted to be racing, mm-hmm. um, but he just like he just kind of wasn't allowed.
1: Yeah, and, and and I feel like that put that one scene where he takes Mister Ford into perspective a little bit more too. Just like you know. I don't know. Like the amount that Shelby appreciates what is happening and, you know, transferring that over.
0: Right. And, and just like, this might be a little dramatic, but it kind of feels like literally if he's, if he's driving like that, he's kind of like a little bit, he's kind of risking his life.
1: Yeah. Well, when I was sitting in the theater, I thought that something was going to happen to him during that scene. I was like, didn't the doctor say, can't do this anymore? Like I literally thought something might happen to him. So
2: uh-huh. yeah. Mm. So yeah, I completely missed that risk factor uh, involved with my favorite scene. Wow.
0: <laughs> there you
2: go. I appreciate it even more now.
1: <laughs> this is why you don't miss movie about- <laughs> openings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those movies that like seeing it in theaters is just way better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Definitely.
2: Do you think this movie, like, I'm assuming I know the answer for you, Kyle, but do you think this movie holds up as to like seeing it more than once? Or is this kind of one of those movies that's like, wow, this is really good and I loved it, but I'll probably never watch it again.
1: I certainly plan on watching it again. Like I might even buy this one on, you know, Blu-ray or 4K or whatever. Oh, wow.
0: I mean, yeah, I could definitely picture watching this again.
2: I don't think I would ever go out of my way I think, of to watch it again, but I, if someone else was like, Hey, I haven't seen this movie and I want to watch it. I'll be like, all right, I'll watch it with you. But if they're like, Hey, do you want to watch this movie? I love it. I'll just be like, let's watch something we haven't seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know if I would actually go and buy the movie, but I think there's like maybe four movies in the world that I would do that with just cause you can, stream everything
1: that's true i probably won't actually buy it because it'll be on some (laughs) streaming service
0: (laughs) right honestly but um but i do i do think brandon i think i'm almost to your point but if somebody was like let's watch this movie i'd probably be like yeah it's a good movie we should do that yeah i do want to talk about um just at the very beginning i think helping with it really helps with character development. Um, I just thought the movie did that really well because at the very beginning, uh, when Ken Miles is fixing the car, and the you know the guy comes up to him, and is like, "Hey, like you didn't you didn't fix my car?" and it's you know it's doing all this stuff, and <laughs> Ken like comes out from under the hood and basically tells him. Like, you suck at driving. You should drive a Plymouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need you need a family car. You know, I, I thought that was that was really cool just to see because within the first you know ten minutes of the movie, you know exactly who this guy is. Uh-huh. Same with Carol Shelby, actually. Like at the doctor's office, he's driving. Like you know exactly, he loves racing. He loves doing this. But he kind of can't anymore, and so he's going to try and do that somewhere else. And then Ken Miles, he is passionate about cars, and he wants things like he knows what the right thing is, and he's going to tell you if he thinks you're wrong. Um, so I thought that was that was really cool because within the first you know ten minutes, you knew pretty much exactly what was happening, where everything was going, um, or at least you know who you were dealing with.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like there are a lot of good, like, comedic relief moments, too. Like, I feel like I laughed out loud more than once in this movie. Yeah. And, like, the whole scene yeah. where they're, like, fighting in the lawn or whatever. Like, that was just <laughs> yeah. so good.
2: Jason Bourne versus Bat.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> but, like, sloppiest, sloppiest <laughs> weirdest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sloppiest, it, it, weirdest, but I feel weirdest like,
1: fight. I feel like when when you look at that, like, I feel like that's how two good friends would fight you know like i feel like that portrayed you know they don't really want to fight but they just kind of have to and i feel like that's such like a a buddy moment like if i were to yeah you know fight one of my friends like that's exactly what it would look like in that moment right, so, right. Exact, really, like
2: reaching for something to hit them with yeah exactly and dropping it grabbing the bread exactly. and it in the
1: it's like you know <laughs> they don't want to actually hurt each other but they're also mad at no. each other so it's like <laughs> right i thought that was so perfect
2: yeah, no, that was that was a very close second to my upvote for this movie, um, because it was just so good. Yeah, and yeah,
1: I I don't know. I was a I was amazed to see like how much truth was in this movie. You know, a lot of times they dramatize like a lot of things in these kind of movies, but like at, at the end where you know Ken Miles didn't actually win, and um, what's his face? I can't think of the other guy's name. Yeah. Uh, wow it's it's literally isn't it like mustang it's not what is it
0: oh it's mclaren
1: mclaren thank you jeez i cannot think of his name (laughs) i knew it was a car i just like anyway yeah like like that actually did happen like ken miles did lose to a technicality in the end because of all that and like i thought like i walked out of that theater thinking oh that's probably not true but that was pretty cool and then i you know watched
2: the documentary and i was like wow that actually happened like (laughs) Uh yeah that that just hit me right in the feels dude like i got a little teary-eyed i'm not gonna lie when i was like are you freaking kidding me yeah like yeah he deserves it right and i got so sad yeah absolutely
0: i was i was really mad and then it was it was really great to see him i think that was kind of a Character development thing too. Definitely, beginning. I think at the beginning of the movie, after that happened, he would have just raged and probably thrown more wrenches and stuff. But at the <laughs> end, he's just kind of like, "All right, well, let's make a faster car." You know, like the, the like it to him. You could tell like it wasn't really about the win. It was about you know just the achievement of making a car that beat Ferrari
1: um right in such a so, short time too right yeah absolutely and oh man at the very end when you know he like he dies or whatever which i like i knew it was coming i actually i didn't know that happened in real life and so i i, I was expecting it because you know they kind of foreshadowed it when like you know sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't get out of the car or whatever you know that was a big uh-huh. thing so you, you kind of knew it was coming but when it happened like oh man it hit me and then when Matt Damon is like giving the kid the wrench i was like on the verge of tears that whole scene it was right Oh, man. yeah so good well,
2: it was very emotional oh yeah and what's sad is that uh i was i was reading that his son actually was there on the track when uh his car went yeah. in flames oh man which is just so sad and it was the, literally it was the last lap of the day really he, like Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, and I think that happened two months after, uh, the 24 hour race.
0: Yeah, it did. I could tell you, Uh, um, just kind of from a filmmaking perspective, (laughs) I should have told you, I should have told you that I didn't listen to that podcast. and that I'd sound super smart and insightful. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But when the director made that movie, um, or like they made that scene. That was actually, I'm pretty sure the director kind of wrote that scene himself, him and a couple of the writers, like they were trying to figure out a way to write the scene. And I think originally it was going to be like, this is uh, like, it was going to be go from Lamont. And then there was going to be just text that like he died two months later in a crash. And, you know, but like his this is his legacy and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, but they decided to do that scene. And I think it was really good because the whole scene, I mean, they said this, the whole movie, Matt Damon's character is smooth talking everybody. And he's really good at, you know, solving problems, getting out of tight situations just by talking, just by making everybody feel okay, which is all true. And he shows up, right. And he shows up with, you know, with this, with this kid and, like he can't there's nothing he can there's nothing he can do to smooth talk out of this there's nothing he he can say to you know make it better and so he's just kind of there being like wow this this does suck and i can't i can't leave the moment and i can't really make it better but this sucks and we're here you know
2: yeah
1: so, and I'm pretty sure I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true. I never fact-checked it, but was this done by Fox? Is that who?
2: Yeah, I think this was Fox's, like, last yeah, official so, movie. Yeah,
1: so what I heard is that, yeah, it was their last official movie before Disney acquired them. And so, mm-hmm. like, they just threw whatever money at it they could, and they just said, we don't care. Like, we're just going out with a bang. Just make it a great movie. And that's what happened.
0: Yeah, but it still had a pretty low budget for. Well,
1: like, it was like ninety million dollars. So I feel like I,
0: I budget I, ninety seven point six million. Yeah, I feel like no, for still what this movie low.
1: for what it was and what it's about, I don't think Fox would have given it as much money as they did.
2: No, no, I totally agree, but I definitely think it's it's kind of like in the middle between like how much like a budget uh, a movie usually gets as a budget. Um, cause you get like the big blockbusters who have like $500 million right budgets definitely. and then you get the, like the low ball ones where it's like 50 million, which is like the shoestring budget. But like, this is, I think this is a nice medium. And I think like the quality that that amount of money can give you, I think we might be seeing a lot more, uh, movies with this kind of budget, you know?
1: I hope like, so. Like, yeah, I feel like this was perfect. I'd love to see more movies with, you know, this 90 million dollar budget you know just go make a good movie and
0: mm-hmm. just
1: make some profit like it doesn't need to make 300 percent of what we put into it you know like what what was the i guess what was the, the what am i what am so i, I just pulled of? it up the revenue yeah budget was 97 million estimated and cumulative worldwide gross was 202 million so it made about twice the budget
2: i mean that's a pretty good return on investment yeah i <laughs>
1: but i would, i also think that if if this movie was made with less money and like more oversight i i don't think it would have made that money like i think it only made that much money because it was such a good movie
0: yeah it's kind of it's kind of like uh making the the car in the first place like if, if there was if there was maybe I mean, I guess they did have making the car. They did have a huge budget after, Mm -hmm. you know, Ford said, do whatever you need to. But, um, you know, making a movie, if you have, it's kind of widely perceived that if you have a bunch of executives, if you have a bunch of people giving input, it's probably not going to end up being an awesome movie. I did really love, um, when Carol Shelby was meeting with Mr. Ford that like, He saw, he was looking at the little red, uh, envelope Mm, mm -hmm. and he picked it up and he's like, I saw this go through five hands just on the way here. I saw this and it's probably gone through 20 before it's even got to you. Like, that's not how you build a car. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought that whole scene was really good because it really, uh, like at the, you know at the beginning, it seemed really hopeless, um, mm-hmm. you know, like just walking in like there wasn't Matt Damon didn't really have a leg to stand on, and basically like it shows you how great of a talker he is, but he kind of shows up and convinces Ford like you've got him exactly where you want him we We did two eighteen down the stretch, and Ferrari's never seen that before, so I think uh. Yeah, I, that that scene, I I'd say that was one of my upvotes because it was funny. There, were, you know, there are a couple of things. It was funny, even it was, but it was just a really good scene. Seeing everything turn around. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, this is kind of going back to what we were saying a little bit earlier, um, but like about like more towards the budget. I I don't remember um exactly for which car this was. This might have been for the Ford. What was that car called? The G T forty? Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because it was yeah. forty inches above ground.
2: Yeah. Um that car They're is like inches, so but... <laughs> anyway. It's like so expensive. Like they couldn't like buy the car to like use it for film. So like obviously like all those are fake. But like they they had to go and like Pay people to record the engine sounds. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I did hear. So they that had too. to like
2: fly people like around the world just to like record the, like the motors and stuff like that because they couldn't actually afford the the car itself. Because I don't remember how much I heard that the car was going for, but it was like
0: crazy expensive. Yeah, that's cool. Just like hearing stuff about that, like how they want it. They could have just made it just a regular, you know, regular engine like they right. probably have tons and, of
1: and that's stock engine sounds yeah. know? i feel like that also goes mm-hmm. back into you know the budget and the, like go out with a bang just do it good you know <laughs> like i feel they like they
2: are able to put those like fine details right into the yeah into the movie that may go unnoticed but are really appreciated by um probably a lot of car enthusiasts who know the difference you know oh yeah right. for sure and i think that that's one of the things that i like about this i like personally like i said i'm not a car enthusiast but um i know when i've talked to people who are they like they notice those fine details and it and it just makes them appreciate it. so this is i definitely feel like it's an homage to and a, a really well uh done one for really um really big car enthusiasts you know definitely uh-huh. but uh I kind of want to talk about some other things that that were kind of like over-exaggerated for like drama purposes and kind of the line that like where this movie falls on, like should this – I'm getting to, tongue twisted. How much do we want movies to emulate the truth um, or to stretch it, you know? Uh-huh. Like where is that line where it's just like, okay, this is – um nothing like the original but it's like cuz like they did a couple of things like that with um Ferrari um he wasn't actually at the the race um the 24-hour race um so they didn't need to put him in there um but they definitely did it just for like kind of like the story t- sake um that's one of the ones that comes to my head I, saw, I can, can't think of a couple others
0: I think in general, if like Ferrari being there, I think in general, if it makes the story better, um, as long as it's not huge, like, I don't think that's a huge detail. And I think it made the story way better to actually see Ferrari there and to have it be like, this is, you know, everybody look up and be like, that is the guy that we're fighting against. Um, you know, during the whole race. So I think that's, I think, I think stuff like that makes the movie better. I think if they decided to have him die at the end and, you know, he actually is still alive now and he's doing like racing conferences or whatever, you know, that would be, that would, that would be too far. But I think in general, it's not, it's not a huge deal to me if they don't stick exactly to what happened Um, Yeah,
1: and I never really go into movies that are, you know, inspired or based on true events. Like, I never go into them thinking, like, a lot of times when the really dramatic stuff happens or, like, some giant points happen, I was like, you know, I wonder if that actually happened. Like, I'm always thinking that I never, like, take it as fact. But then, like, after watching, you know, reading up or watching a documentary on this, I was like, I was actually very surprised at how much they stuck to the actual story. And I feel like Mm -hmm. as, as long as it's not, yeah, I I feel like exactly what David said. If it's like a little detail that just makes the movie better, you know, go for it. Like you need that to make the movie better. (laughs) But if it's like, yeah, if it's like vastly different from the truth, like then, you know, probably too far.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's, that's kind of like where I guess I lie. Um, Part of me really wants it just to be like, all right, well, you're telling, you're supposed to be telling a true story, make it as accurate as possible. But then that just gets into the realm of like documentaries. And those both like have very different positions in uh, the film industry. So I think, I don't know, part of me just wants it to be as accurate as possible. But like, it doesn't bother me, like, I guess that much um, to like see him there, even though he wasn't technically there. Um, in the case for Ferrari, but I think they also like, from what I read, that they overdramatize the um, the personal vendettas between I forget his name, but like the CEO of Ford. Um, yeah,
0: and, like, and uh, like, ten miles, he called you fat, sir.
2: <laughs> that was funny. no that that actually that actually did happen really between. Yeah, um, between um, Ferrari and Ford. Like he did call them names, and that was like actually the main reason for uh, them building the car. But I was talking like the CEO that had the personal vendetta against uh, Ken Miles and didn't want him to race. Oh, you're
0: talking about Lee Beebe? Yes. hmm. That's just, you know, that's just kind of like he's. He, they need just an want antagonist. Ford. We just want Ford guys to. Yes to mm-hmm. race our fords which yeah is i thought it was interesting it added a little bit i don't know how much truth there is to that but i think i don't know i think it would have been it would have been a good movie but i think it could have gotten maybe a little um i stale. bet you yeah it could have been gotten a little stale cuz if if all the if they just keep running into engineering problems like eventually the people in the audience who aren't mechanical engineers are going to be like, okay, this, you know, they're (laughs) they're doing the yarn thing again. I don't, I don't understand, you know, like if they start getting, cause if, if that's all that it was, is that they're just constantly trying to redesign the brake pads. They're constantly, you know, redesigning and making sure the aerodynamics are right. I think it would get boring. So I think that could have been, just like a tangible way for the audience to be like, Oh, th- this is, they are encountering difficulties in making this car. Um, you know, not everybody is for them making this car, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure there was, um, there's some pushback. Like, I can't say for sure. Cause I haven't done like extensive research on it, but from what I read, I think it was just a little over-dramatized. Um, but, like I, like you said, if it bends the truth just a little bit to add to the story, um, overall, I think I'm okay with it.
0: Do you guys want to guess what this movie got on IMDb, even though you're looking at the page right now?
2: Yeah, I, I've already seen.
1: Um, okay,
0: Kyle.
1: I'm going to guess nine. I actually don't know what it is. so It's an 8.3. Dang,
0: which is pretty good for I'm like for IMDb. That's pretty high. Is it?
1: I guess I don't really know the their range. I
0: feel like IMDb. Well, I don't know. It. I feel like it's not IMDb. It can be pretty. Can get kind of most weird.
2: movies hover around like six point five to seven point five on IMDb.
0: Yeah, I'd say an average score is in the sevens. Yeah.
2: But I think this movie was overall like I haven't seen the Rotten Tomatoes like critics versus um, public opinion. I'm actually curious as to what that is. Oh, do you want do you want to guess? I have I just pulled it up. You just so. pulled it up. Wait for which movie? For, for four versus Ferrari.
0: Um. Oh, public opinion. Public
2: opinion versus right. critical opinion. I'd actually say they're probably fairly close. Um, my guess is that public opinion is probably closer to around a seven and. Uh, critic opinion is probably closer around to a nine. So, Davis, do you want to guess it? You know
0: sure. What? I think, yeah, I think. By critic the way, opinion, it goes zero to a
1: hundred, but that's small detail, right?
0: I think critic opinion is at an eighty-nine. No, eighty-eight. I think critics eighty-eight. I like public is at eighty-one.
1: So, you guys are both low on both accounts. Oh, Oh, wow. Critic consensus, 92%. Okay. Audience score, 98%. Whoa.
0: That's That's really rare that there's a movie that critics and audiences agree.
1: I mean, it just goes to prove it's a good movie. Like, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I feel wow. like there are all like Rotten Tomatoes is fun because there are all kinds of movies where it's like critic score is a fifty percent and audience is at like a eighty five or ninety. Right,
1: right. That's like yeah, Star Wars. You know, fifty
2: five percent, eighty five percent. Right. Like, <laughs> yep. I feel like that's mostly with blockbusters. When it kind of gets more to like the Oscar-y kind of movies, I feel like
0: they're a little it bit switches. It's, it's the other way around i think well oscar movies some of them like the more artsy ones the weirder ones i think audience score goes to you know audience score will be like 60 and critic score will be like 95 you know
2: yeah and it'd be nice to see something that like both critics and audiences like um to do well at the oscars i think like the last thing that both had really high scores in the oscars like i don't like i don't watch the oscars religiously but like the thing that comes to mind is um the batman movie the christopher nolan batman trilogy the dark knight movie. yeah the dark knight um uh that didn't, that one i don't remember what it won was it i mean it won a few different things did it okay yeah so i know i think heath ledger won he um, did yeah mhm like supporting actor or something like that uh, um, so I would like personally to see more because I feel like a lot of times Hollywood is just losing touch with what, not what people want because obviously they're still making blockbusters, but it's like, they're almost kind of getting like, like they're raising their nose to us. It's like, we know what's actually good. And so we're just going to make something that you don't like, even though we know it's great kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Or like, we're just going to release it in. LA and New York and it's going to be this critically acclaimed movie that everybody loves and people in the Midwest are going to just be really confused and not <laughs> no. get it, but, <laughs> but they're, but they're simpletons. So we don't have to pander to them or whatever.
2: You know, Kyle's the only one here in the Midwest. So you just completely dissed him.
1: Yeah. What the heck, dude? Kyle, how
2: do you feel about that?
1: You know what? I, I just don't think I can go on with this podcast.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, it's been so fun. It's been.
0: We we lost me last episode. Now we're losing Kyle.
2: God, All right, Brandon,
1: have it? fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, just,
2: <laughs> welcome to the opinion show. The opinion
1: show. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no longer optional. That's a hot take.
2: But... Yep. <laughs> uh, I think that's about. I think that's about all I have on this
1: movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree. If you want to do upvotes and downvotes, yeah, up we votes, can
0: downvotes.
2: I already said my upvote. I, that was definitely the, the Ford. Or I'm sorry. Uh, Henry Ford driving in the, in the car, um, with Matt Damon. That was my upvote. I think my downvote, um, it's hard because I don't think there was a lot that this movie could have done better. um, I'd have to say my downvote is um, there's a scene that I felt was just a little bit corny um, and it might resonate with people with kids um, more so than with me because I, who have no kids um am not a father. Um, and the scene where like the kid drew the track and then he's like explaining where he puts on the gas, where he puts on the brake, and like I don't know, it just kind of felt a little, a little corny to me. Uh huh. I can see that. So that that that'd be my downfall. But like that's yeah. a very like it's a very minimal thing. Um
1: right. Yeah, and like I disagree. I really enjoyed that scene, but
2: and that and that's fair. Like I don't think like it was a bad scene by any means. But like right, right, right. I'm being very picky.
0: Uh huh. I think yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know you. I know you're being picky, but I just think it was a really good idea because. It gave us the audience. Like, I've never, I didn't know what the track at Le Mans looks like, so I think. No, I'm
2: not talking about like the kid drawing it. That's not
0: what I'm talking. No, I mean talking about him, like, like telling
2: it, like it's a him explaining
0: it. Well, no, I know him explaining it. I think for me was kind of like an overview, like, but instead of having this like montage. Where Matt Damon talks to Christian Bale and is like, All right, corner one, you're going to do this. And then, like, you're going to, you know, because you've seen that in movies before where you get to the mm-hmm. race and like, corner one, do this. And then it flashes and he's like, you know, taking the right, taking the right line and putting on the brake at the right time and all this stuff. And I think that was a really cool way to do it. Um, yeah. And show that like he literally has
1: this track memorized. Like, you know, that's. <laughs> Right, I, yeah. and I feel like all the the racers did like they probably did. They could close their eyes and literally tell you, "Okay, I drive for you know right. three seconds, and I tap the brake," and
2: you know it's like. I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't. I think it's just the <laughs> what way. We're trying that to tell you, Brandon,
0: he, is that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the way that
2: um, Christian Bale, I guess, said it like it was a fairy tale. That's that was my biggest issue with it. You know, he kind of like. Was over romanticizing. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, wrong. I guess what you're saying? I I'm you're wrong. Saying. Okay, your opinion's <laughs> optional. <laughs> All
2: right. How about how about you guys? Um,
1: I I guess pretty much the whole movie was my upvote. <laughs> I don't know. I really loved it. I guess one thing I I can bring up now that I, I was meaning to bring up, but um, just the visuals of everything were so cool, and especially when the brake pads were getting hot, and just like oh, how that, that was looks. so That's good. good that looked so cool you know and i i really don't know if that actually like if you really can see it that well but you know for the movie's perspective like i thought that was just so cool the visuals mm-hmm. and that so yeah and as far as downvote you have um, to have one do i have to have one
2: yes
0: um i i'll tell you my downvote which like i'm saying this because i don't really know of any other thing to downvote. I think for me, <laughs> it's, I don't know. This is a dumb downvote. Like I just didn't like that he died at the end, You know, <laughs> like, even though that's legitimately what happened. Um, and, like, I know it's a dumb downvote, but I wanted, I wanted them to like, I wanted it to be happy at the end. And it kind of was, but it's, it's the same line. Like after I saw Rise of Skywalker, my girlfriend was like, I just really wanted uh, Ray and Kylo Ren to like end up together, <laughs> and I was trying to explain like that doesn't make any sense at all. Like the whole life force thing that like that wouldn't that would not work. That's not possible. And she was just like, I just wanted it to happen, and that's kind of how I feel about this. Like I just, I just wanted it to happen <laughs> where everything was okay, but at the same time. I do think it was really, was really interesting because it made it so that it's not, it's not like a typical, yeah, they did, you know, they they won the race or they did whatever, like they almost won, basically won whatever. He goes, they made a faster car, they won the next year, and then all this stuff. I, you know, like it makes it seem like a real life story that it doesn't have a fairy tale ending, and actually, that's why the director kind of decided to do the movie is because he he saw that it wasn't going to be just this generic like they fight through adversity they win the race and then everything's great he just thought it was really interesting that he fights they fight through adversity he slows down like basically does kind of the right thing slows down gets second on a technicality and then dies two months later so i think like wow I wanted it to be a fairy tale ending it also made sense so that's my downvote slash kind of upvote
1: all right um I think I've thought of one so I I feel like I feel like maybe they could have done a little bit better job of of showing how crazy dangerous this sport was at the time like I know they showed crashes but like I don't know. In the documentary, they talk about multiple different, like, essentially tragedies where, like, like one of these race cars like crashes into a crowd of people and kills like over fifteen people. Oh wow! It's, yeah, it's very dangerous stuff to even like go watch it on the sidelines. And I feel like they could have delved into that a little bit more. But then again, I didn't want the movie to be any longer, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, they did. I don't know. There were a couple times, like, it's crazy watching, especially footage from then, like, rally cars, where people are lining the sides. Yep. And these rally yeah, cars are going, happened. like, hundreds, like, 150 miles an hour down a dirt road, literally flying in the air. And people are just, like, standing two feet from it. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, literally. And, and, like, I'm pretty sure there were, like, a few kids who ended up getting killed from, like, a couple car crashes, so. It's is pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it just Thank like you. makes you think like, how is this a sport? Like, you're literally.
0: <laughs> right. Why is know. this allowed?
1: But yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Well, those are those are our opinions. Take them how you want. Um, I'd like us to end this podcast by saying our name and the car that you would like to drive for the rest of your life. Oh. The
1: heck
0: for the rest of your wait. We need
1: to. We need to. Is this is this like a a car for everyday driving or
2: like my dream your dream car? All right. Okay. No. No. Just yeah, your dream car.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I'm Kyle, and if I could have any one car without having to pay for it, it'd be a McLaren P1.
0: Okay. I'm Davis. If I could have any car, I don't know. I really like Cadillac Escalades are amazing, but wow. sports car. I'm going sports car. I think. Uh, I feel like you have to do a sports yeah, car. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to do a sports car. <laughs> I think I would go with a Corvette Stingray. Like Ooh, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. I'm Brandon, and uh, I'd have to definitely go with the Cybertruck
0: oh my god of course you're this podcast oh my goodness it's the ugliest
2: thing <laughs> uh no but if i had to pick a car it'd probably be actually the model s for tesla the tesla model s yeah that'd be cool
0: <laughs> okay fine
2: that's more
1: of like a yeah a practical side of me But like a P1 McLaren's like millions of dollars, and they only made like three of them. So,
0: right. So I guess, (laughs) you know, I guess if you really want to game the system, you just get a Bugatti or something. uh, (laughs) I don't like those, but anyway.
2: Really? I think I kind of.
1: I think they look ugly, personally.
0: I think Porsches look ugly, but that's just me.
1: Anyway, before we lose a bunch of fans talking about ugly
0: cars, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) let's just start alienating the the audience.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys.